Welcome to The Adapter's Advantage, the podcast that shares insider stories about breakthrough moments that lead to success. Get ready for an inspiring conversation about adapting to change from Alego, the all-in-one sales enablement platform built for success in a hybrid world. Let's dive right in. Hi, I'm Mark Magnaca. I wanna welcome you back to the next episode of the Adapter's Advantage podcast. Today, my guest is Ryan Thompson. Ryan spent 22 years in the pharmaceutical and medical device industries, and he's currently the Global Senior Director of Commercial Capabilities for the Surgical Innovations Operating Unit at Medtronic. He's a seasoned executive and people leader, having led international teams and led through large-scale change initiatives. And he also leads the Surgical Innovations Global Learning Innovations Team that's focused on identifying, piloting, and implementing the latest technologies that are used in the learning and development space. Ryan's also the co-founder of the VTA, the Ventilator Training Alliance, which created a transformational technology-based ventilator training solution during the pandemic. As a result of this work, he received the 2020 Global IT Award, the International Stevie Award, and most recently, the 2021 Medtronic Star of Excellence Award. Ryan holds his bachelor's in science and business from that great university of Notre Dame. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much for, for having me. So glad to have you and uh, begin this discussion. So Ryan, I covered a lot of different elements in your introduction relative to your actual job description, but when you meet people for the first time and they know you're with Medtronic, they see your shirt maybe, and, and they say, so now what do you do at, at Medtronic? How do you answer that question? Well, I think simply put, you could say that, that um, I lead organizations and teams that, that are uh, intended to infuse growth in our commercial organization through world-class training experiences. But very simply put, that's what, what our, our mission or vision is within the commercial capabilities or sales training organization. And based on your experience at Medtronic, just taking that one element that you've just described, what do you believe is the relationship between growth in business and training? Well, I think it's, it's about preparing your, your organization with the knowledge and the skill sets needed to be successful. Um, and, and then we talk about infusing growth and, and through those, those training experiences, that's what's critical. Um, so I, I, have, I, have, I lead teams that, uh, that are focused on that sales training or clinical training element of, of product and procedure um, that's preparing a sales rep who comes into the organization is going to engage with a customer the depth of knowledge around those specialties and those products um, that they're going to need to build trust with that customer and also become a trusted partner. Um, I also lead, like I said, the innovation team that's focused on technologies that are going to help um, enable that, that learning transfer in a more efficient and effective way. Well, Ryan, there's a lot more on the, both of those subjects that we're going to get to, but let's step back for a minute. And can you tell us a little bit about the start of your career and, and the journey that you had starting on the pharma side of the business and, and then who influenced yeah. you along this path? Yeah, I, I came out of school. Uh, thanks for, for, for throwing that out there. But I, I got a science degree at the University of Notre Dame, and, and I really had a focus. And, and, and I kind of uh, credit that to my parents who, who gave me the ability or showed me the ability to focus where I want to be in, in life and, and kind of uh, imagine that. So I, I went after a science business degree that, that melded a uh, pre-med and a business degree together. Um, and I really had my sights on the, on, the, on the pharmaceutical and medical device industry. That's where I wanted to go coming out of college. So I started my career 
with Merck and Company. Spent a few years in their in their pharmaceutical side of their business, and then I transitioned into their vaccine business, um, which is which, you know obviously relevant uh, in today's day and age. Yes, it is. Uh, and I spent about 11 years in sales with Merck uh, in that space. Then I transitioned my career into the medical device side uh, of, of that industry, uh, where I joined a company called Covidian, who was then later acquired by, by Medtronic, who I currently work for today. Uh, in that role, I was a sales rep as well um, with the Legacy Respiratory Monitoring Solutions business, selling ventilators and airway-focused products. Again, another relevant topic uh, in, in, in light of today's uh, COVID situation. Um, from that point in time, I, yeah, I've been in sales a long time. Felt like I had more to give um, and more to offer than just my own personal, uh, you know, success as a sales rep. Um, and so I said, hey, there's an opportunity to come in and 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 go go into a training position. That that opportunity opened up, and I jumped on it because I felt like there was an opportunity to make uh, make significant change in that space and how we educate um, our reps and in our commercial organization. So I I moved my family from Tennessee to to Boulder, Colorado, and. Um, and I started in that role. And then over time, I started to take on leadership roles uh, within the training function. And I've led teams across uh, the, what we call the medical surgical portfolio uh, within Medtronic, uh, across the U.S., the Americas, and, and globally. So, Ryan, I have to just uh, parse that out a little bit. It's, uh, it's quite a journey. Um, I, I do have a vaccine question that we'll get to in a moment. But, you know, as you sure. just described your role and, and the kind of person that Medtronic is now putting in this type of role, one of the things we're seeing as a trend that's emerging, not just across medical device, but also financial services and high tech, and even in manufacturing now we're seeing it, is the recognition that the person in your role, whether we call it commercial capabilities, whether we call it sales enablement, that person often benefits from having the actual credibility of having been in sales themselves. And the, the distinction <laughs> is there is a difference between being a training, a learning and development, or even an instructional designer, which are all critical skill sets versus being someone who actually had a sales training background. That's the first of uh, our sales background, I should say. That's the first piece. But the second piece that you've just described is what I call this ability to abstract. And that is we're seeing at the best companies that we're working with, like Medtronic, a capacity to have the person in your role act more like a director rather than an actor. So when you were a direct seller yourself, you were an actor in this metaphor. But if you think about the best directors, they know a little bit about acting. They're not always the best actor in terms of the cast, but they're really good at saying, I'm casting this person in this role and that person in that role, which largely we call orchestration. Does that concept resonate in terms of what you're now doing when you think about, quote, casting, who's gonna play in Asia Pacific, versus who's going to play in Eastern Europe versus in the Americas? A hundred percent. It's critical. I mean, talent alignment um, and workforce planning is critical. Um, I do see myself more so as a leader and, and to your point, a director and putting the right talent in the right places that's going to really fuel our vision of infusing that growth through these, these world-class experiences, right? So having the right people with the right skill sets and the right roles are, are critical. And that could be, to your point, on the, on the learning innovation and technology side, it could be also in, in the clinical and sales training element. And, and having that, having done that role, right, really helps you help others do that role successfully. And, and, and it's not a place to come and, and die at the end of your career. We want those who are on the up and, and coming side of things 
who have a desire to grow and build their careers through this type of experience because they can share it with others and really help accelerate that knowledge transfer to others. Um, I do want to get back to, to, the, to your secondary question. Who, who has influenced me? Great. Uh, um, and, and I think that's, that's really important for me. Obviously, my parents have, have uh, both been very strong influences on me, as I mentioned. However, when I really think about inspiration rather than influence, my fifth great grandfather, Abram Burnett, uh, his, his native name is Nanwishma, um, was the last hereditary chief of the citizen Potawatomi Nation. And he has been a huge influence on me, although I've never met him. <laughs> uh, but just knowing the challenges that he and his people went through at that time, um, being removed from the Midwest to, to Kansas uh, on the Trail of Death. Many people understand the Trail of Tears. We learned that in school, but they may not understand the Trail of Death, which is essentially the same act of removal, but coming from the north versus the south. And so, so the Potawatomi Nation was moved out uh, to Kansas uh, through the Trail of Death. Um, and uh, just the hardships that he and, his, and, the, and our people had to face at that time mm-hmm. is very inspiring to me because they persevered. No matter what challenges I'm faced with in our modern day society, sure, pale in comparison to the choice between life and death. So that always inspires me to, to, to keep keep moving and, and overcome any, any obstacle in my way. So that's from an influence and inspiration perspective, um, although a, an ancestor of mine, he has been a real uh, inspiration to me. So, so let's pivot because we're going to come back to that piece with regard to your relatives. Um, but I do want to just ask you one other business related piece before we go to that. And it's about your work in vaccines. You're the first person that I know who actually worked directly in vaccines. Like many Americans, I've studied this topic. I've researched this topic. I've really tried to understand it. My question is simply this. Um, On the one hand, I now understand, Ryan, that the mRNA platform is a breakthrough of such epic proportions that it's hard for us to fully appreciate what this new form of vaccine delivery is. On the other hand, we've had more controversy with the COVID vaccine probably than almost any other vaccine in, in the last 100 years. So as someone who was in that space, what's your observation about why there was so much resistance this time to this vaccine? And I'm going to preface what I say by saying this is going to be my personal thoughts. Of course. Yep. I'm not a physician, um, nor do I claim to be. These are, again, my personal thoughts and not the thoughts of Medtronic or Merck and Company, who I used to work for. But I think um, there's a lot of things that play into it. Um, but... One of the challenges is, is the lack of understanding. Yeah. And it plays into a lot of things in our society. Yeah. If you understand it, it makes a lot of sense. And, and I just had to happen to have a background in that. So, you know, I didn't have as much question as maybe other people. Um, but I think in fact, with vaccines in general, um, our current day society doesn't really understand disease because we've not really experienced it. Right. You go back 70 years and you speak to your grandparents um, who, who were uh, alive during the age of polio, I guarantee they understand the impact of vaccines because they saw neighbors and friends either you know, completely crippled and or pass away from a particular disease. And, and, and in our generation, we've been blessed to have vaccines from that coming from varicella to MMR to hepatitis to, to all these vaccines. We've eliminated disease. But we don't have that perspective of the impact of that disease. And so we, then we start to question, do we really need this, this vaccine? Right. We start to question things. 
Well, it's my perspective, in my opinion, you remove all of those vaccines out of our society today and disease has not gone anywhere. We've just subdued it. Yeah, that's a- You let that come back, you come, let that come back and all of a sudden vaccines become very important. But let me, let me pivot over now to um, your, your, the experience we sort of picked up with your grandfather um, and, and this concept called an ERG, which stands for an employee resource group. Can we start by just defining what is that and, and how did you first learn of it? Yeah, so, so again, again, it's based on my experience. So, so uh, within Medtronic, we have um, these opportunities or, or organizations, I would call them communities, probably is a better word, called employee resource groups. And, and it's led and managed by um, people that, that work within the organization that may be of similar race or ethnicity or background, physical condition, or a particular mindset. They're coming together to enhance their professional growth, development, and engagement um, as they're working within Medtronic. Um, and so they're really focused more inwardly within our company, but also are making broad impact outside of the, uh, the Medtronic organization as well. So to me, it's a community where like-minded people and or of similar background can come together to, to really develop, one, uh, grow understanding within our organization of a, of a particular situation or, or um, a condition, um, it's for us to come together and develop ourselves as a community um, within our own professional development. It's also to, to make an impact. That's kind of what I, what I really look at in ERG as a community of people within an organization focused on a particular um, goal or mission aligned to one element of your race, background, physical condition, or mindset. Well, that's, that clarifies it. So now the big question, why did you choose to start one at Medtronic? Yeah, so um, you know, being a member of Medtronic, their uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion is, is very critical to our success. Um, and, and I was aware of employee resource groups, and I had not, at that point in my career, gotten too involved in them. But I'll tell you a quick story. I was driving to work one day to the office, and I was listening to, to NPR, and there was a story about um, an incident at uh, Colorado State University where the police were called um, to, to come and uh, investigate a situation on a campus tour. So, uh, you know, high school seniors with their parents coming to the university, taking the tour. Well, there was a call in about these two, two young individuals who, who were following the group. And that's didn't look like the rest of the group or, you know, they were kind of staying to themselves. Um, and so uh, one of the parents had called the, the police and the campus police came and and started to, to, to talk to these individuals and come to find out there were two Native American students who were on the same tour, but their parents couldn't come. So they were by themselves. And it inspired me um, at that moment to say, and, and again, I don't, I don't wanna put this just in the Native American population in the United States, this, this type of what I would call um, discrimination or um, focus on a particular group is happening across all kinds of groups within the United States. But it really hit home to me, given my background, that sure. this, this is still happening um, with this particular group. And so I said, I, I said to myself, as I'm driving to work, what else can I do? You know, it's almost like the straw that broke the camel's back at that point in time. It was, it was what inspired me to say, I've got to make a change. How can I make a change? So I started to say, well, how can I blend that with what I do every single day? And started to think about these employee resource groups. And I realized that there was no employee resource group at, at Medtronic for Native Americans. And I was at a decision point. Do I just stop and say, okay, I'll just continue to let this go and 
and not do anything about it? Or can I make an impact in my own way and, and really take on something and create an ERG, which is not the easiest thing to do. Um, starting from zero and building a community is, is very difficult. So um, I took that opportunity and said, hey, I'm going to take this challenge and I'm going to figure out a way to create an employee resource group for Native Americans who self-identify as Native Americans and also those who might not, who understand the challenges that this population has faced that want to get involved. So I took on that challenge and, and uh, you know, it started from standing in a parking lot and evangelizing why this is so important to you know, creating a group, and now we're over 200 and roughly 40 members um, in the past two and a half years. So, Ryan, I just want to close the loop on your previous statement in terms of impact. What do you think? You mentioned uh, this impact of the ERG. What's it meant to you? Well, I mean, I think I think for me, it allows me to bring my whole self to work. You know, not just my business background or my education or my acumen, but I truly get to, to be who I am as a person. I think humans are dynamic people, and when we can feel comfortable to be who we are amongst others with similar mindsets or backgrounds and or different mindsets or backgrounds, I think it brings significant value to an organization. That's the power of diversity. But it can only be diversity when you bring your whole self to work and you bring all of yourself, uh, all the components of yourself. Um, so it, it becomes not just a job anymore. It becomes more than that, which to me breeds passion in employees and, and, and a work output that you may not have ever seen otherwise. So to me, that's the impact of an ERG for me and, and, and uh, personally. So, so that's a great uh, pivot spot here to talk about um, some of the cool things you've, you've done. So you're one person standing alone in a parking lot with, a, with one sign, right? Now you've got 240 people. Then you mentioned earlier that part of your role is really you're, you're kind of at the vanguard of innovative technologies with, frankly, um, one of the most challenging groups to deploy technology too. Because unlike, a, for example, a technical engineer who needs CAD CAM to do their job, in the sales realm, in my own experience, there's been um, many of us who grew up with, I don't need all that stuff. Like I just need to be face-to-face -face with my prospect or client. So you've, you've mm -hmm. learned to be able to deploy technology. Before we talk about business, let's just talk about um, how you've used some of these tools, uh, whether technology, social media, and your strategy to get the message out about the ERG group. Yeah, and so we, we have a lot of technologies within Medtronic um, as an organization. So we're using a lot of internal social media platforms. You know, first and foremost, we're trying to grow this organization and this community within Medtronic. So a lot of focus internally um, uh, in terms of growing our membership and, and helping people understand what our, our vision is, what we're trying to accomplish. So we have internal social media platforms that we're leveraging um, to, to keep the, the, the communication and the story going, right? So people can engage with us and learn more. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, in, in our highly regulated industry, uh, leveraging external platforms is, is at times difficult because we do represent the organization that we do work for. Um, but uh, we also use the good old fashioned telephone and, and, and leverage existing networks, just like you said, and relationships um, to reach out because we're, we're, we're we're leveraging internal platforms and technologies to get the word out within Medtronic, but we're also engaging with our communities external to Medtronic, uh, tribal tribal uh, communities. And so sometimes, you know, the good old-fashioned telephone and, 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 and leveraging an existing relationship through through a peer um, has been very, very helpful in terms of just helping them understand what we're trying to accomplish and how we might be able to help them and serve them. So, so let me pivot from that 
and just talk about, based on your own experience, what have you learned from the world of training, whether it's sales training or other elements of training that you're involved with, that's related mm -hmm. to this idea of changing the hearts and minds of an audience, specifically on the topic of, of diversity? Well, when I think about what, what I do on a daily basis for, for, for work um, in terms of sales training and, and, and building those, uh, you know, those uh, commercial muscles, you, you think about the person coming in, right? And, and what we do is we, we really work with this individual, this, this sales rep from throughout their journey, throughout their educational pathway as an employee at Medtronic, right? So they come in from an onboarding perspective and new hire training. And what are we trying to do? These people come in with really no background. Some people do, some people don't. Uh, within the particular specialties that, that we treat and or with the products um, that, that we sell uh, related to those specialties. And so we're trying to educate them and provide the, the depth of knowledge and understanding so they can, they can also have that level of knowledge to also work with their customers and be a trusted partner, right? And, and that trust comes from knowledge. Um, and so I think it's the same way. And so we're trying to change their hearts and minds, right, from somebody coming off the street or from another organization and really helping them understand the, the, the impact that our Medtronic solutions have on patients and on their customers with all of that depth of knowledge and technicality. Um, and I think the same thing goes from a diversity perspective. Knowledge is power. Um, and, and the more you understand about somebody else or something that's different than you, I think the more you can connect with that particular topic, right? And so I think having a forum like an employee resource group allows people to connect and learn and gain the experience within a particular space. Um, and when that happens, you can change hearts and minds. But it starts with knowledge and education, which is very similar to what I do on, on a daily basis. You know, Ryan, until you said it, I hadn't really just connected those dots. But when you think about it, whether you're, it's dealing with a physician, whether it's really dealing with a hospital group, right? Ultimately, that is a big part of the sales process. It's changing hearts and minds, largely from people who either already believe I'm good, I have a solution for that, or people who believe I don't need that because in many cases, they don't have the new knowledge to understand, but wait, there may be a much better way to do what it is that you want to do or, or even to solve a problem. So as, as you right. just said that, I'm realizing that the same element that applies for great salespeople in their craft also applies in the context of the broader population, which is really the, this whole employee resource group and our discussion about it. It's about creating empathy that other people can understand that there's been um, an issue that may have not been self-evident. And, and what I mean by that is it wasn't clear to many people. As an example, I bet listening to the podcast right now, they're not even that aware of what happened to American Indians in this country, and in particular, the community that lives upon uh, the reservation still. And then beyond that, the idea of many, many talented, young, smart American Indians who may be interested in a path like yours, how, what, what is the path for them to get from where they are to where they want to go? And, and it's all kind of begins by opening your heart and mind to, okay, well, what if there was a way to do that? And that's what I love about what you're doing. Yeah. And, and I think you bring up some, some challenges that, that, that this population faces, especially those who are uh, who have grown up on the reservation, um, they don't have a lot of um, um, role models who've gone to college, 
maybe their parents didn't go to college because they didn't have the, the funds or the, or, or the inspiration to go and do that kind of thing. But they understand now in today's day and age, they, they've got to for success, um, but they don't have that inspiration. They don't have the funding to do it. These are critical things that, that limit this population from, from really preparing themselves to be viable candidates for professional level jobs in many cases. But what you'll find is there's a lot of folks who are trying to get there. And if we can help them attain their goals of education, that's the first step towards preparing them for a, a role like mine or, or something within in this space. So that's numero uno on our list is to try and help that plight. Uh, we're doing that through a scholarship program that we've created within our employee resource group. I'm happy to say we've, we've funded uh, over nine scholarships over the past two and a half years for deserving wow. students um, across the uh, American Indian population. And, and we continue to do that. But in a very small way, we, we think that we're, we're trying, to help, trying to help make a difference in that space because that's the first step. You can prepare them, then they become a viable candidate. And then the next question is how, is, how does an organization like yours or, or Medtronic uh, bring that full circle? Got to have a focus on recruiting these populations back in that have those skill sets. So we're working you know, the whole cycle uh, within the employee resource group. I want to talk about one element, though, when you described learning. I know that a big focus in medical device uh, across the whole industry is the power of, of peer learning. And um, I'm curious, from your own experience, how valuable the peer learning model has been in your career, and then in, in particular, um, how you're using that in, in your experience at uh, Medtronic now? Well, I, mean, I think learning is not a destination. Right, just by by definition, it's, it's a journey um, that you're always on. And it's hope, hopefully, people take that mindset. Um, but we know that only about 10% of what we learn is through classroom, right, and didactic type of, of learning. Um, we learn roughly 70% or more through experience. Right. Right. And so you can gain that experience on your own over time. But in my opinion, and in my experience as having been uh, the, the sales rep, you know, himself. It takes a little while to get that experience, right? Um, and, and to gain those critical experiences, to need needed to be an expert to build the trust with my customers, so I can now become a, a trusted partner and, and, can, and more of a consultant than a sales rep. Um, and, and I think so. Like I said, you can gain those experiences, but it takes time. How do we accelerate that time curve, right? And I think peer learning can help accelerate that knowledge transfer um, by learning from others' experiences, right? Um, so from a business perspective, I think it's critical that we leverage the vast experience of all of our peers who may have been there and done that before us and who've gone through those challenges and faced those things that you're going to face as a, as a newer rep in, in an industry and learning from that and trying to avoid those things, right? And or um, you're learning uh, not just from peers, but also leveraging the technologies. And I think that's kind of the next play of that is leveraging technology to increase those experiences. But first and foremost, you can learn from each other. Um, and I think that can help accelerate that, that, uh, that learning curve um, as we go forward. What, what's been your experience uh, with respect to the power of video in that capacity, especially around um, learning from your peers relative to you know, the, this notion that we have of, of uh, being able to watch short form video of someone demonstrating in effect what good looks like? Well, you know, back in the day, you used to jump on a conference call and listen to people, you know, bring their best practices, you know, to a large scale scenario. I think with, with what you're kind of talking about, the technologies that you guys offer, 
um, video is critical. I mean, video is, it, it becomes more relevant and more real with that type of approach um, than just hearing someone's voice. And with, with technology today um, and the recording capabilities, you can watch that over and over and over. It's not just that one time that I was on this conference call and I heard this really successful rep, my peer, tell their story and how they were able to accomplish what they've accomplished. And I better, I better take really good notes, right? Because that's probably the last time I'm going to hear that story for quite some time, right? Yeah. Now with technology and, and video capabilities, I can watch that over and over and over whenever I need to, just in time, right? To, to kind of reference back to it. So I think that's, that's a critical piece of the, the technology element of peer learning. So Ryan, let me ask you, what, what's your perspective as we emerge from the pandemic here um, in terms of the future of work? How are you seeing it play out uh, across your organization relative to hybrid, in-person, virtual, and, and how do you see this evolving for the teams you support? Well, I mean, obviously we've all, you know, had to deal with the impact of COVID, right? And that's changed a lot of things of how we work. So over the past couple of years, we've been forced into working completely remotely just given the, the regulations. But I think as, as this starts to evolve, right, and, and, and hopefully keep our fingers crossed, it starts to, to wane a little bit, um, that it's gonna highlight some opportunities uh, and it's also gonna have highlighted some challenges, right? So, so in my opinion, um, I don't think it's one or the other, it's probably that more hybrid type of model. Like it's shown us that there's, you know, we have opportunities um, remotely to, to be more efficient, right? Uh, instead of spending 40, you know, an hour and a half in the car every day driving to an office, I can, I can probably get more work done starting right there at that moment in time in, in my home office, right? right. But also, it also presents challenges to interpersonal relationships, to, to that connection of human beings that we are, right? And so there's value of being around one another and sharing ideas and being able to step in somebody's office or sit in a meeting room together and just communicate live because there's, there's nothing that replaces that. Um, so depending, I think it depends on what you do. Right. Um, whether that looks like a complete remote model or a hybrid model or a live model. So for, for, for me um, and, and the teams that I lead, it's, it, we're already working very much remotely um, um, prior to COVID. Um, but we, you know, when you think about the clinical and sales training element, you can never replace the live experience. Right. And that's been a challenge in this COVID environment is to bring groups together. But, but we will get back to that. We're eager to get back to that as, as soon as we possibly can um, because you just can't replicate a hands-on experience with something uh, today virtually. There are some great opportunities and uh, technologies that allow us to do that, but um, it'll never replace life. So to me, it's going to be a hybrid scenario and depends on what you do. On that note, uh, my last question is, based on your experience, what do you see as the most important skill that you think people need to learn or improve today who are working at a, at a company like Medtronic, whether or not they're specifically in a sales role? I would, I would say agility. Agility. Um, change is happening all around us. It's inevitable, no matter what organization you work within. And when I think about agility, it's not just change agility, it's mental agility, it's people agility, results agility, self-awareness. To me, these are the most critical skill sets because it doesn't matter what you do. Um, you have to be able to be agile in your mind, to think differently, right? To look at opportunities and challenges. You've got to be able to engage with people and different types of people in different ways. So you got to be agile there. And obviously, like I said, change is happening all around us all the time, right? Think about what happened in our world over the past couple of years. That's massive change. And we've all had to deal with that. So 
some better than others. So the ability to have agility in that space is critical. Um, results agility, right? Um, and then self-awareness. Being self-aware of who, you know, yourself, how you're being presented, um, how others see you and interpret you to me is critical. So, so those are the elements of agility that I think are, are critical for, for myself and for anybody else that, that would be watching this that, that uh, you know, sees value in that. If, if uh, our listeners want to learn more about you or Medtronic or the American Indian ERG, what's the best way to do this? Um, yeah, Medtronic, go to their website. Um, there's, there's lots of great information about you know, who we are, uh, the solutions that we offer uh, patients, um, and the technologies that, that we are developing. Um, you want to learn about me? I think that the best probably way is, is leveraging technology, right? Uh, maybe go to LinkedIn and, and search for me. Um, and, um, and, and, and I can share all kinds of information uh, from, from that point. Um, but given that the ERGs are, are very internally focused, um, there's not a massive external platform, right, that I can, I can lead you to. So I think the best way to do it is, is through personal relationship. Um, and if you would like to learn more, feel free to reach out to me uh, through LinkedIn and would be happy to share my experiences. Well, Ryan, thank you very much for that. This has been a great conversation and uh, it's a conversation I look forward to continuing. So thank you. No, appreciate, uh, appreciate the welcome and, and also uh, having me on your podcast. So thank you very much. You've been listening to The Adapter's Advantage, a podcast from Alego. Stay connected by subscribing to the show at alego.com forward slash podcast, leaving us a rating and comment and sharing episodes you love. That helps us bring you more conversations about breakthrough moments that lead to success. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember that one new idea can change your life.